Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back, guys. This is Jess. This is the Not Carrie Bradshaw podcast. I'm just going to ease back into your lives as if I never left like your old boo. Sorry. Trigger warning. Happy New Year. It's a new year, another opportunity for us to see whether or not Mariah Carey will disappoint us. And and we made it through. So uh, first off, let me just tell you, excuse my voice. I went home for the holidays and I did a lot of running around to interview people, to see friends and family. And my last two days at home, I got sick. So I'm coming down off of that. And I apologize. I know my voice sounds like Tyga's career. So forgive me for that. Fortunately, this won't be the whole episode. Next up is going to be an interview that I did with one of my closest friends from back home, Dr. Ashley Pickett. She is one of my favorite people in the world. One of my main like sounding boards in terms of being a creative or just being a human person who has feelings and emotions. And I hope that you guys really enjoy this episode. We're not talking so much about New Year's resolutions, but more so ways to stay focused just throughout the year. And we talk about reconciling mental health practices along with religion, which is something that's very tricky or touchy in communities of color because of the stigma attached to mental health issues. And I always find that really strange because if anybody needs mental health resources, counseling, medications, diagnoses, things like that, it's communities of color. It's marginalized peoples. So I don't really understand that. We talk a little bit about it. And I hope you guys find this beneficial. I hope it helps you to start your new year off on the right foot and that you go into 2018 being your best Beyonce. And I do also want to say that a huge part of that means regularly checking in with yourself and assessing where you are, where you want to go and what you can do to get there. So I hope that this interview is beneficial for you guys. I do want to give a brief fashion tip because... This is a fashion-focused show, despite all the other trash that I discuss. I want you guys to be more open-minded in terms of fashion and style and beauty. This year, I always say that you can never say for sure what you love or what you hate in fashion, in music, or sex, because age is going to change your preferences for all three of those things. So this year, maybe try some things that you have not tried before. If you're a person who wears black every day, i.e. me, (laughs) try to incorporate some color, try to add some texture, just try something new to like freshen up your look. That's something that I always try to do. And yeah, I just want to throw that out there. Don't get in a slump over how you look because as much as I love Queen Mother Anita Baker, she's had the same hairstyle for like, 35 years. So you don't want to wake up one day and you're Anita Baker. So just try something new this year. You may discover a new thing that's like your thing. Like I remember the first time that I discovered a red lip that that's like my signature now. And I was so afraid to do it for so long or even cutting my hair. That was the biggest thing because I had hair my whole life. 
And when I finally cut it, I was like, shit, I should have done this years ago. So I just want to encourage you guys to just try something new in terms of your fashion and beauty regimen this year. So that's it for me. Next up is the interview with Dr. Ashley Pickett. I hope you guys enjoy and make sure to review and to comment and to like on all of the things like SoundCloud and iTunes. And I hope to hear from you guys soon. Alrighty. This is going to be serious? No, I can't do that. For okay, now. good. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ashley is one of my oldest friends. We like met in ninth grade or whatever. Mm-hmm, it's so cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Soups. So introduce yourself to the Not Very Bradshaw audience. Tell the people what you do and why you be doing it or whatever. Hmm, okay, well, my name is Ashley Pickett and um, I'm a clinical psychologist here in Atlanta. Um, what do I do? I am in private practice. I do therapy with adults. I do therapy with couples and I do group therapy. And um, you also do therapy with me when I'm drunk and sick. Of course I do. <laughs> and I take with my friends, my of course. I cannot get out of that. that. That's just something that comes with the territory, but I don't charge for those, so that's all good. You charge in a way. Mm, Remember that time you called let's me talk at about it. and asked me to babysit a puppy for you? Like, I ah, you're yeah. right. Actually, you helped me get my degree. We're not going to talk about it, but I did. You did. did. You transcribed some things role. for me. You did. That you know, I will never forget mind. that. We have photographic evidence. But like, I did pay for that one. Paid you in drinks. You did, and mm-hmm. I had a massive hangover, and I ended up sleeping in my car the next day. But enough about me. Hmm, I don't think I knew that. You didn't need to. Um, <laughs> so the super, super, super cool thing about Ashley being in mental health is that both of her parents are pastors. They're amazing. I love them. I'm not going to shout them out because I never want them to listen to this because they don't know that I'm trash. <laughs> Um, but Shut in your my mouth. community, we are taught so often that you're supposed to pray things away and that there's mm-hmm. no such thing as depression and you don't need medicines for things, which is mm. just a huge fallacy. So I really just want you to talk about how you combine being a Christian, mm. my French Say it pronunciation, again. Christian, um, a Christian with working in the mental health field like how what led you to pursue this field of work and like how do you reconcile both of those areas hmm loaded question because that's not a hard question no that's not hard at all (laughs) I know exactly where to start with that um I would say as far as like doing therapy my parents always did therapy they had um marriage workshops they did couples counseling they did um a lot of spiritual counseling and like premarital counseling. So I was around it a lot. I never knew that I was kind of intrigued by it, but I would always want to stay in the room when they would have discussions or whatever. I was just really interested in it. As far as the church and mental health, I know there's a huge divide because as Christians, we are taught to believe that 
you know, God is in control and he can fix anything. And, you know, all you have to do is give it over to him and then you can be delivered from anything, which I do believe. But I also believe that there are actions that we have to take as believers to, you know, be proactive in terms of making sure that our mental health is good. Just as we go to the doctor when we're sick or we go to the dentist if our teeth are hurting. So um, it's just another aspect that is more often ignored because it's not quite as physical it's mental, but luckily my parents fully support, you know, people going out and get getting support for their mental health. Oh, for sure. Your mom has counseled me through um, <laughs> many a hard time now that I think of it. I'm making myself look really damaged here. But you should We're breaking down the stigma, and I'm a part of that. Um, <laughs> look, we all are. I think everybody has their stuff. What you do with it is your choice. Oh, my God. Once again, I'm wearing a full face of makeup, and I have mascara on my bottom lash line, and I am not. Are you watering up? No, you know that when I pretend to cry, I make it actually starts happening. I'm so like that's how dramatic Mm. I am. I might need to look into that. I might need to look into the research of that. You do like you're channeling something. Yeah, like you're touching something you shouldn't be touching. (laughs) (laughs) That would be so funny if you were talking about crying all of a sudden. You welled up. But it does look like your eyes are you watering in this time moment. That I was like making fun of Kim Kardashian crying, and I made a mistake. And I cried for real, and everyone was like, "What just happened?" You're in if touch you with their emotions. Ever they do what you say to um, make your family and friends uncomfortable at a party? I'm available for booking. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're foolish. Now, somebody one day was posting something about, like, mental health something, and they were like, I'm just such an introvert, and I apologize to everyone for not being in touch with my feelings. And they were like, I'm, insert their name here, and I just have a hard time with my feelings. I was like, mm-hmm. hi, I'm Jessica, and I make everyone in my life uncomfortable with my feelings all the time. Great to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> Polar opposite. Completely. Like, I've never had a problem being in touch with my emotions, but you are a person who I have always felt is very emotionally mature. How do you develop that? Oh, gosh. It's just such a cool skill. Like, you have always been, like, I don't know if it's a personality thing or what, but you've always been, like, super, like, even-keeled. Hmm. Like, since the day I met you. Ooh, how 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 did I accomplish that? You know what? I do think that it is um, kind of a part of someone's character and personality. And... Um, I don't think that it's something that I particularly worked on. I think there's a a level of distance that I keep between um, people who I don't fully trust. I think there's probably a boundary to where if people do things that are just, if they try me or if they say the wrong thing or if they say something to someone else, they don't have enough influence for it to knock me off Mm -hmm. of my... Is my foundation yeah and I think but the the truth of the matter is if someone who I do trust and who I do really care about and who I would never anticipate that they would you know do something against me then I feel it yeah. <laughs> and then I am not as even kill and maybe I'll get in touch with my emotions a little bit more than I'd like to so I think it definitely depends on the person and the boundaries and the boundaries absolutely you have to have boundaries especially with people who you know might do something that um, you wouldn't too much care for. (laughs) (laughs) You said that it'd be most politically. Yeah, I had to watch my words. Mm -hmm. Let's divvy up these words appropriately. Because people are interesting. 
That's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. I mostly They're unique. that people are trash, but ah. that's a good way to say it is that people are interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're unique and special. Um, your area of expertise as far as therapy, you are super into like relationships, mm-hmm. couples, which makes my head hurt. Really? It does. I feel like talking about relationships and love and commitment and I feel like that's the topic that no one gets tired of. And maybe it's just my bias because I never get tired of it. But any radio station or any kickback where people are talking about relationships, that seems to be the longest conversation always. And people always have their things to say. That's just always been a focus of mine. And again, my parents did it all throughout my childhood and I was always intrigued by it. So I love it. I want to do matchmaking still. That's still my goal. To move in that direction. Mm-hmm. And now I'm seeing all, all the shows that I've seen on like VH1 or We or Bravo. They're all doing the ideas that I thought of in terms of how to put like couples therapy onto TV. So now I have to come up with something else. But that is my ultimate like I want to get there. But you were on a show. You were on a couple of shows. Yeah. Tell us you want to talk about show. that? Yeah, I'm like, okay, how else can I move okay. this horse to this water? <laughs> Let's see. Um, one was Fatal Attraction. And um, am I talking about how I got on the show or, like, the process? Um, what sure. do you want to know? Do all of that or whatever because people may want to get into it too or whatever. Sure. So um, Fatal Attraction was just, it was handed to me by one of the producers who was a friend of the family. Um, they were taping in Atlanta. They needed a psychologist. They called me up. So that was really easy. It's a scripted show. Mm -hmm. So the stories are very true, but I had nothing to do with the case. You just kind of read a script and they feed you the lines and you get a little change for it. So it was cool. And from that, someone saw that episode and um, called me for Love and Hip Hop. And of course... When you hear that, <laughs> and think was, about your career. That was such a stressful um, episode for me because I was oh like, my. wow, I'm going to have to go find this girl for, like, just being trash to my friend. But Man, <laughs> so, yeah, so I knew, I mean, it has to be drama, right? It's love and yeah. hip-hop, so thinking about being a new professional and at that point I was like months away from getting licensed so I was just like ooh, I really want to even be out there because it's like the most watched TV show in history like it's Love and Hip Hop Atlanta in particular is like super big in terms of numbers so I knew that that would come with a lot but it was an opportunity that fell into my lap because someone saw it on another show and reached out to me via Instagram shout out to that and I spoke with my supervisor, did all the paperwork, and we did it. It was a very different experience than Fatal Attraction. It's not scripted. Um, they don't prepare you. They don't tell you what you're going to be doing. They don't give you a timeline. It's just kind of, hey, this is an opportunity for some exposure, and you can come and work with us, or you cannot. But I don't want to say too much about the, exp- well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> about the experience. But, I mean... All in all, I'm happy that I did go through with it because there are still opportunities that have come from that and even more clients that have come from seeing that show. So That's amazing, boss. I'm mm-hmm. happy that you took the chance to do that. I feel like a part of, even with me trying to build myself like as a media professional, it's like... <laughs> I felt like I needed a manager, but, like, when you have a manager, they really just teach you how to manage yourself. And it's mm. difficult to, like, know what you should accept and what you shouldn't accept and mm-hmm. what opportunities you should take and which ones you shouldn't. Right. Because you just never know if something will come back to bite you in the ass. Yeah, you don't know what you're stepping into. And, of course, 
I have my consultant, so I called a few people before I accepted it. I called the person who got me the job that I had at the time. I called my sisters, like, you need to be there with me in case anything weird is happening. Right. Of course, talk to my supervisor who was supervising me during that time. So I was like, let me clear everything with everybody just to make sure that this is not going to be something that I regret down the line. And so far, it hasn't been, but... Yeah, well, I mean, you... You did your part, but we won't get into that. Um, <laughs> I didn't even know who I was meeting. No, 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 no. I take that back. I knew who the uh, cast, cast member was going to be, but she was new to the cast that season, so I didn't know anything about her. Right, like you hadn't seen what we what was real. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I didn't know who I didn't know who I was sitting in front of. But yeah. So again, unprepared, but it worked out. So we're about to go into a new year. Praise God, we made it through um, 2017, which is so interesting. I was telling somebody the other day, 2016 was such, like, I could describe 2016 as a constant stubbing your toe on the corner mm-hmm. of the dresser. Mm-hmm. And then... Why was that so global? 2016 was hard for a lot of people I know, well, like, including myself. Collective consciousness. Like, most... I just feel like we are... If you believe that everything is being written by one hand Mm -hmm. it's like not hard for you to believe Mm -hmm. that like we're all going through so much of the same stuff that's true but it was like we thought 2017 was going to be the year that we came out of it and then (laughs) that person got into office and it was like oh this can get so much worse so Mm -hmm. 2017 Mm -hmm. just felt like a continuation Mm -hmm. so now going into 2018 where people are always going to be on their new year New me, I'm gonna lose weight and I'm gonna be a vegan and I'm gonna stop oh my having gosh. sex. So, how do you oh like <laughs> what advice do you give to people to actually stick with their I want to be a better me? Oh my gosh, first of all, realize it's a process. I mean, I, I say the same thing anytime someone comes into therapy, and they'll say, like, How long do I have to come or how many sessions does it take? And it's like, no, it's not like that. It's not like you get this many drinks and you're drunk. It's not anything like that. So you have to be patient with yourself. You have to know what your goal is. And I say most of all is surround yourself by the people and the things that you want to happen for you. Mm -hmm. So like too many times we can't become that better person or you know lose that weight or be that just like y'all were just talking about being accountable to each other for working out like be around people who are going to encourage you to become that person that you want to be if it's a mentor if it's a big sister and then weed everybody else out because ultimately people can hold you back just from negative thoughts or what they're doing or putting ideas into your head that you can't do it like surround yourself by the people who you want to see yourself look like in the future oh i love that yeah that's so good. Your That's mom, why we're so friends. Your mom, I know, right? Like, you encourage me so much. It's crazy. Your and you mom, encourage me too, babes. Your mom one time told me, um, like, when I was feeling, like, super, super down in the dumps. Like, you remember my very dark period of my life before I moved to New York and hmm. found myself. Um, and flourished. And I was like, I just feel like everybody around me is doing so well. And everybody has real jobs with 401ks. And she was just like, when you see everyone around you doing good things it it's a way of god or the showing universe, whatever you. you believe in showing you that you too can have those things mm-hmm. and so that's why i always tell people like if you feel envious we're always taught it's wrong to be envious or jealous or whatever that's usually a trigger for you to know that you should be trying harder mm. or that there are things that you can do or these people are here to show you what you're capable or of. the door is yeah, yeah. 
And I always am, like, super thankful that I have, like, like a odd number of people <laughs> in my life who can, like, like, take up space for me. As mm-hmm. Tracy Ellis Ross, who is my personal hero, um, always says, like, you need people in your life who mm-hmm. take up space for you. And you've always been one of those people. Like, oh. you will always remind me, like, first of all, you're talking too bad about yourself. So stop mm-hmm. that there. I will snatch that up. Yeah. So I will say that that for me personally is hugely important because especially if you come across a friend who is like struggling in the same way that you're struggling mm. y'all can feed off of each other's struggle Man, and neither what? of you will like pull each other out of it so like you can't be afraid of like that little nagging feeling feeling of like jealousy or envy that you have for like somebody who may be like where you think you want to mm-hmm, be mm-hmm. it's usually just a sign yeah and when you're paired with someone who is going th- and nothing's wrong with you know people going through the struggle together i think it could be a beautiful thing if both people are focused but a lot of times you're focusing on the problem and right. you're talking about the problem and you're attracting it more and you're putting yeah. so much effort and focus onto it that you're attracting it back to yourself it's like multiplying it so yeah, as much as possible, I would say, surround yourself with those types you of people. You also have really good advice about how to pull yourself out of the dark place, which was like getting into a routine. Mm-hmm. I think I wrote a piece about that one time. You did. A bit about You're like the first know. person that published me. It was so beautiful. I mean, friends be looking out for friends and stuff. Yeah. But just talk a little bit about, before we wrap up, like mm-hmm. the importance of getting into a routine and how that helps. Okay, so... um. What is it? What do they say? It takes three weeks to create a habit. So anything that you want to do, uh, suffer through whatever it takes to allow that to be your new normal. So whatever goals you have, you know, there are steps to get there and you can look at the life of somebody that is doing what you want to do and figure out what their morning looks like. Figure out how many times they exercise, figure out what books they've read, figure out what classes they went to and then make sure that you align your life in a way that makes you feel like that type of person. Like, I was just, and this is kind of off topic, but I want to talk about it anyway. I was at the mall all weekend, coming up into Christmas, and even for the past two days, including today. Um, and I just realized that there are a lot of people with money. And I mean real money. Like, they are not bothered. So I'm in Saks, and I'm in Burberry, and I'm in Neiman's. You know, I'm buying one thing, maybe. But there are just people in there just, you know, Shopping. It's nothing. Like fully shopping. It's nothing to them. They The people know them by name and they're just pulling this and, oh, you want this girl over here? And it's nice. So I'm just like, I want to be where they are, right? To where people at the register know my name and I have things and I don't have to put things on and I just buy it and it's cool. Um, but I would love to know, well, what did you do to get to that place? Mm-hmm. And like, what does your day look like outside of this holiday? Like, mm-hmm. what are you working on or what do you own or who? what kind of friends do you have? What kind of connections have you built over time? So I would say definitely once you find out what other people's routines are, try and get into that. Mm-hmm. And then after the 21 days, most times, not always, don't stick that. Don't stick to that rule. But oftentimes it'll become your new normal and you'll begin to live out what you're looking for. Okay, great. So y'all have things to work on to go into the new year to be your best um, Oprah, Beyonce, (laughs) all the greats, RuPaul. These are just people who I love and admire. What do you love about Tracy Ellis Ross? Oh my God. She like sometimes if I'm feeling down, like I don't feel like the best version of myself. Mm -hmm. I will read Tracy Ellis Ross quotes. And Mm -hmm. they, like, really make me feel uplifted because 
she too kind of struggled to accept like her body type mm. um which Tracy Ellis Ross is fine as hell mm-hmm. but it took her a while to be okay with the fact that she has a big butt Hmm. like she has to come to accept yes. Um and then I also like the fact that she's in her 40s she's insanely successful but she's also single without kids and people try to give her shit for it but she's such a self-actualized person that she know- she just knows who she is and she's so okay being who she mm. is and I just like identify with her so much because oh, she's good. like funny and loud and like what people call extra and I feel like in our society we always admire the women who are you know quiet reserved like we like Beyonce because Beyonce don't say much we don't we don't <laughs> she doesn't we give don't really us know too what's going much on. Mm-hmm. for us to dislike about her she gives us her music which there's no shame in that we always tend to admire the women who are much more reserved and hmm. I like that she gets praise for being a woman like how I am so I just like identify with her so much and she actually like tweeted me back one time and I was like, well, I can go home now. What did she say? I like tweeted that like I'm having a bad day. So I'm reading Tracy Ellis Ross quotes to get me through. And she just like sent me some hearts. So I it, and I may or may not have made it a background on something, but whatever. Um, <laughs> Posted on your wall right now. Right. <laughs> it I may or may not be in a um, Tiffany's frame. But, <laughs> but I just love her. And she's never um, shitty about the fact that people ask her so much about, like, her mom. She's mm-hmm. she's just never shitty about things. And she can dress her ass off. Mm-hmm. And I love that she can wear so cates. I cannot wear a, a Louboutin so cate. And I will. You can't? I don't like them. They forever. hurt. Yeah. Like, it's just, I don't think I'm tall enough. What? Because your foot is fully extended. Your your shoes aren't so cates. You're blacks. Oh no, that's a Pagal folly. I took the ah. okay back. Oh, you took it. it back. Okay. Yeah, I can do it because I was like, I don't have money like that to be buying a shoe that I can't wear. I'm not a person who buys things just to have them and to right. look at. I like to wear my stuff. There so. you go. Um, but I love that she has such a huge ass and she can still wear so cape. I want to know. You remind that about it. her. Yeah, she's like my personal hero. So we're gonna take a break and then we'll come back with our random ass questions. With random ass questions with not hearing <laughs> Ashaw. So, Ashley, mm-hmm. question number one. Tell me your worst fashion moment. Oh, my gosh. Ooh. Like what oh, okay. Here I go. I know. It, it could be really, really old, right? Yeah. Okay. I hope it's real. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, me too. You can you can be the judge. You know I send you pictures. So, this was uh, ninth or tenth grade. Um Fubu, Platinum Fubu was out. And it was, uh, what's the name of the show? Big Fat Albert? Mm-hmm. And they had those designs on it. It was for boys. Yeah, because I for boys. like they didn't have Platinum Fubu for they girls. They didn't. They didn't. I felt a way about it. It was like the big big jersey and then the, the boy jean shorts. And um, I thought it would be a great fashion statement for me to wear it as a girl. You know what? It was. Mm. You were showing that you were not going to be gender neutral. Mm. No, you were being gender mm. neutral. I've had quite a bit of crayons. There's no way to. <laughs> There's no way to justify that. I don't know why. I did. Well, I know why I did it. Because there was a girl who I really 
thought was cute and she always dressed really well and sometimes she would dress like a boy but she was really really skinny so I think she got away with it because she was so small and I was never <gasps> small oh my god there curves. was a girl like that for me in middle school I'm not gonna say her name but she was like the prettiest girl that I had ever seen up close in real life mm-hmm. <laughs> and she could just dress like so well and she was so cool and she was like into gymnastics so she could like flip and she I thought she was like the coolest person ever and she used to do that. Like, she was, like, one of the first people who I saw who could, like, really, like, switch it up mm-hmm. in terms of, like, being super girly one day and then, like, super yeah. boy the next time. But in retrospect, she was a small person. Exactly. And I didn't yeah. realize this. So you have to have a certain type of body to get away with it. And I, shoot, nobody said anything to me about it. But thinking back on it, I don't know why I did that. And it was a dumb idea and it was an expensive dumb idea. So I kind of, kind of regret it now. Fubu was not cheap. Like when I think back Mm-mm. to like the labels that iceberg, buy, you had a bomb ass iceberg outfit. I did. My school. mom paid three thirty three at Giorgio's at Greenbrier Mall. I will never forget it. Oh my god, Giorgio! Giorgio's. What was the other one? Unica. Yeah, Unica that's still, still there. Open? That's still there. <gasps> Shout out to Unica. I know they're living. Are they, are they, they have they Adidas, so I don't know. Oh, I, I wonder that would help. they are. Do you remember when we would go to Underground with, like, our Christmas mm-hmm. money and shop at Underground? Oh, my gosh. What's a, so a dangerous. store called Focus? Like, mm-hmm. why were we doing that? Mm-hmm. I remember that one. I had all the good echo. And the new store, Walters. <gasps> oh, my God, Walters. I are they still, shoes. like, are they still exclusive? Like, I don't know. That was, I, like, the place to go to for yeah, a while. Yeah, I never bought shoes from Walters because I started working, like, in the Foot Locker well, mm-hmm. the so early. So, I'm going to get a discount. Right. <laughs> yeah, I felt like they always had the, well, for guys, they always had the exclusive shoes and people would say you have to go to Walters. Yeah. I don't hear that anymore, so I guess not. Well, there are so many sites online now. Right. We yeah. don't really go to stores, do we? Again, retail is hard. It is. It's hard out there for um, Okay, my other random ass question. If you had to choose one of your five senses to lose, oh, which one would no. it be? Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Ooh. Maybe t- Ooh. I was going to say touch. No. I guess smelling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so random. Because that's the only one that I would... Ooh, that's still hard. But think about it, though. Like, you wouldn't be able to, like, smell, like, gas or something. I know. It's really dangerous. But all of them are dangerous. If I, I couldn't see I feel like I could hear, be... If I had to choose, I would go without sound. If I had to choose. No I way. I love food What too can much. you do? Let me tell you. Because I love food too much to not be able to taste or smell. Yeah, that big, wasn't... That didn't even cross my Here's mind. Thing, a big part of taste comes from smell. So I need those. Mm, you don't have to have them together. Fine. Okay. But I can't imagine not being able to hear. Like, if someone blows the horn to stop you from... It's true. Do I mean, it's going to be dangerous, mm-hmm. but we're just going for like, like. You would never hear Beyonce again. Hmm. Think about that. This is fair. <laughs> but the, there are no easy questions in life. There are none. But yeah, if I had to lose one, it would be, I wouldn't be able to smell anything. Okay. That would um, actually might help. Sometimes things don't smell very well and I would really love to escape it. Okay, carry on. Or you could demand more of the people in your life, but we'll go to the next question. <laughs> on Brandy and Monica's The Boy Is Mine, which verse are you singing? <laughs> both. What? You can't do it's both. It's really hard to stop. No, if that song comes on at karaoke and that's what we doing, 
Which one which are you doing? I don't know the thing. That's Monica. Yeah. I want to do that one. Okay, we can't be friends. Because I'm still not talking to a girl to this day. Because <laughs> you wanted here. to be Monica? Because she made me be Brandy. <laughs> what type of shit is that? Did you see Brandy in that video? Hello? That used to be a huge thing. <laughs> Listen. Okay, last question. You have been awarded a trip to Paris mm. um, for a week to work on a project of your choosing with a person of your choosing and they're going to pay for everything you just need to show up the catch is you can only bring one carry-on size suitcase what are you putting in the suitcase for a week oh my gosh one yeah that's it and there's no i know you i have some there's no loophole there is no loophole it is what i said what i said so then I have a question. Oh. When you say that they're going to pay for everything, well, they will pay for everything that I don't have in my bag, correct? Why do you have to make this so Okay, difficult? sorry. Everybody else just answers the question. All right, here we go. But it's my profession to ask questions. Dear God. Okay, here we go. So I would bring, what can I not live without? Of course, we have like, we have my, I have my phone. Right. That's in my pocket, okay? That's in your pocket. I need my makeup. Mm-hmm. For my little makeup bag that I carry in my purse. What are your must-have makeup items? Concealer, foundation, eyeliner, mascara, and eyebrow pencil. That's it. Okay. I'm pretty simple. I need underwear. I need my own underwear. No one ever says underwear, and I'm like, hello? Really? Yeah. Because I cannot... Really, on a trip, I want to change my... Like, on long flights, if oh there's God, a yeah. layover, like, I want to change then. Yeah, <laughs> like, I yeah, hate... Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, I am bringing, dang, what could I put in a little bitty bag? What are, like, your basic must-have fashion items? Some leggings. I love white t-shirts. Hmm. And I love black t-shirts, like, basic fitted t-shirts. Like, I have, like, four of them with me right now. Like and some v-necks? Have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the small, like, the undershirts that guys wear, the little v-necks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I would bring three of those some leggings and some uggs because guess what everything else is being paid for i'm getting bags i'm getting coats i'm getting boots okay fine count on you to find a a i just need to know that everything else is going to be paid for so i'll just get the essentials for traveling so those are your essentials yes it is. that's the point of this question that's all i I just want to know your essentials that's all okay ashley dr ashley pickett piquet tell the people where to find you Office right now is in Norcross, Georgia, but I'm looking to relocate to downtown Atlanta mm-hmm. so I can go full time. But the website is pathwaycenter.com. My Instagram is Dr. Ashley. And I think that's it, right? I think so. Yeah. So if people would like to be a client, reach out to you via those platforms. Yes, go to the website and my voicemail and my email are listed on the website so they can find me there. Great. Thank you so much for being a part of You're my so welcome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you or whatever. I love you. Okay, love you too. <laughs> All right, bye guys. Bye.